Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday and happy birthday to one of our friends. Happy birthday, Dina. Yes, it's Dina's birthday. Yes, um, Dina has been if, on the show before. I was going to say, yeah, if you've, if you've listened to all of our episodes, you, um, you'll know Dina. She yeah. hasn't been on here in a while. No, but maybe. But we, do talk about her often too yeah maybe maybe we'll get her back on yeah, here for, for another um feature true but happy birthday as yeah. when this comes out it is in fact dina's 26th birthday so i don't even think dina listens but happy birthday yeah so wish her <laughs> happy birthday in um if you're listening like on youtube like in the comments below or on instagram or just yeah. on our our posts just yes. comment that and We'll, we'll let her know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, can you believe that this is our last September episode? <gasps> Already? Mm-hmm. Already. Which means that like... next week is an October episode. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Ha, We're getting into... This is Halloween. This is spooky Halloween. Spooky season. <laughs> I mean, I've already been living in spooky season in my mind. We did, in fact, go to Target yesterday and buy Halloween things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So... You know, fully it's Halloween time for me. Yes. But yes. October means it's just like the whole world accepts it as Halloween time. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, that also means that the next few weeks are going to be super, super busy for me. Mm-hmm. I have, me too. I have places to go, people, people to, to see. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a niece. Oh my gosh. Another one. That's exciting. That's crazy. <laughs> That's, yeah, big things coming, honestly. Big things coming. Yeah, always, really. Um, but before we get into the stories, I do have a little baby story of a possible ghostly experience that I had earlier. Ooh, okay. So I moved back home with my parents and I work from home right now. So, you know, I work at my house and my mom came home from work and we were just talking in my room and all of a sudden I have this really fancy looking paperweight and it kind of looks like a crystal so it's like sitting on top of my dresser with all my other crystals and they've all been sitting there for the past month since I moved back and have not moved have not budged whatsoever and so we were just having a conversation in my room talking when all of a sudden we hear boom and we look and the paperweight which if you don't know paperweights are really heavy somehow fell off and flew off the dresser into the floor like an inch or two away from my foot oh my god and that is just weird because first of all it's heavy so how did it just how did it fall it's not sitting anywhere close to the edge we're so confused we were like um okay that was weird (laughs) even my mom was like that was weird and i was like yeah that was weird so that okay that would have freaked me out like, oh, it, pretty it, bad. I'm sitting here looking at it, still freaked out. Like, what if it just, like, plops onto the floor right now? Yes. To <laughs> oh, me, God. that sounds like it's, like, your grandmother right, making she does. herself known. Yeah, she does. So, I think it actually came from her. So, that's even crazier. And you, we all know that she loves to throw things off the walls and off anything. T- right. So, so, maybe it was. If it was, hi. But, you know, you could just say hi. We don't have to throw things heavy things exactly. near my exactly. foot you know scary spooky and scary but you know what a good way to start off spooky season am i right you're right yeah exactly <laughs> um maybe okay is it 
is it a thing where in like spooky season like near october the the like veil is thinner it's thinner yeah so, so maybe specifically on halloween night though true but, but like what if it like starts now and yeah. that's why she's like she's just gonna keep making herself known maybe i mean i hope so keep it coming because i i love evidence you know true 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 yeah and I, obviously you guys want to hear ghost stories mm-hmm. or you would not be here so yeah maybe i'll have more soon that scares me oh a little gosh. bit to think about but <laughs> <laughs> anyways moving along from that go rate and review us on apple podcast and spotify please but i don't really have any more intro topics if you want to get into your story okay okay so as we said, it is almost October, and that means that it's also almost season two of Our Flag Means Death. <laughs> oh my gosh, our fave. Which is, yeah, if you don't know, um, this time, was it last year? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. last year. Um, we watched that show and became obsessed, um, and season two comes out October 5th. Yay! So, if you haven't seen season one, go watch it, and then, yeah. But anyways, since that is coming up, I thought I'd uh, find, like, a pirate story. Oh, yes. You know how much we love pirates here. Yeah. So, so yeah. We're bringing pirates back to the pod. Um, So, this week, I have the story of um, Libertatia, a.k.a. Libertalia. Oh. Um... So yeah, it is basically, to sum it up, it's a socialist pirate utopia. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like I might want to be there. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, going back to the 17th century, you know, like when pirates were a thing, you know. Um, What's it, the golden age of pirates? Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So around that time, um, it is... uh, we're, we're sort of on the coast of Madagascar. Um, and the founder of this um, utopia, or they, they also refer to it as a colony. So this colony uh, was Captain James Mission. And him and a, um, a priest uh, named um, Caraccioli... Um, I'm guessing that's just his last name, but we don't have his first name, so it's just Caraccioli. Um, they were on this crew of a French ship together, and they sort of, like, hatched this idea together. Um, it came from one of the, um, uh, one of Caraccioli's, like, ideas. He sort of believed that organized religion was used to control the masses, hmm. <laughs> and... Also, like, he, they say that he was a priest, so I'm like, I don't really... Hmm, that seems um, conflicting. Like, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I guess we're, we're going to call him a priest. But or maybe he, he was a priest and he, you know, he just was realizing. He like, oh, right. maybe, maybe that's what it is, you know? Yeah, so I don't know. But he, yeah, he had these ideas, like, sort of that religion was just, like, being used to control people um and honestly at the time it definitely was but he and he also believed that slavery was wrong and that all men were born free under the eyes of god so you know 
go off. Um, so <laughs> soon, <laughs> soon, like, so they're on this ship together. And at this point, they're not pirates, right? Mm -hmm. But then soon, James' mission and many of the crew of the ship, they had, like, sort of converted to the ideas that uh, Caraccioli, like, he has been, like, telling them all of these ideas. And they're like, you're right. Like, slavery is bad. <laughs> and, you know, like, um, socialism, basically. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. <laughs> So they all like convert to this idea and um, they the ship actually gets into a battle with another ship and the original captain was killed Ooh. and James mission he becomes the new captain. Oh, I see. Yeah. So the crew um, then they they were all like convinced to become pirates and. <laughs> um, which basically meant that they were, like, under no nation anymore. Because originally it was a French ship. But now they're all, like, we don't have a nation that we, you know, report to or anything. Nice. So, um, which is, like, common for pirates. Yeah, like the sea is their home. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they, they had no nation and they were devoted to, like, a higher cause. Um, of like, basically, well, I'll, I'll go on and tell you what happens, but, um, I don't want to spoil it yet. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> but they, they had like a higher cause in mind. They're like, we're, we like know what's right for this world and we're just going to like spread our message basically. Mm -hmm. So they went to the Southern coast of Africa and they actually took on merchant ships and, like, would, like, fight them and, you know, <laughs> what pirates do. Yeah, they pirated. Um, yeah, they pirated the merchant ships and they um, would um, hit slave ships as well, but they would free the slaves. Oh, well, that's So, good. yes, exactly. So, they take all the merchant items and then free the slaves. Um and they would, like, rescue any mistreated sailors as well. Um, and they would declare the free slaves and the rescued, um, like, sailors. They would declare them free men and take them onto their crew if they wanted to join the crew. Oh, that's really awesome. I know. Like, honestly, everything I'm saying about this group, like, seems great. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, they also did not believe in capital punishment or torture. Good. No, that's good. That's very so, rare for pirates. Right. So they didn't even, they honestly didn't even do anything crazy with the captains that they came across. So, like, they would, like, raid these ships, but they wouldn't, like, torture the people or, like, do anything that crazy. That's so good. Um, yeah. Um, and they ended up getting, like, tons and tons of treasure from these ships. And, of course... They shared it equally with everyone. Oh, love that. Yeah, it's honestly like just, it is a pirate utopia, you know? No, quite literally. <laughs> so they ended up on the uh, Comoros Islands and they helped um, Queen Helena fight against her brother who had like challenged the throne, I guess. 
See, like, this is just some other, like, side lore, right? Like, they, like, yeah. fought this... They fought that. alongside this queen to, like, try to have her keep the throne or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then some of the crew, after after this, some of the crew stayed on this island. Um, and the rest of them followed Captain James Mission and Caracholi. Oh. Because um, they're sort of, like, a partnership now. They're, like... Um, They've been working together this whole time. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, some of them went along with them, um, and they ended up finding their new home base in the north coast of Madagascar. And uh, it was, like, at a bay uh, to the north of Diego Suarez, if you know that area, which I do not. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they named it Libertatia, and it's also been called Libertalia because, you know, their sort of whole mission is, like, freeing people, Mm -hmm. um, so they're, like, liberty, like... Yeah, they're, like, liberated people. Exactly, yeah, so Libertatia. And, you know, they started living here. They even ended up, like, starting their own language. What? Yes, and they... They also started building a town and making it into their home. Um, And they lived in like a communal way, like sharing all of the work and sharing the rewards. So Mm kind of like just, yeah. um, What's it called? I guess I guess you could kind of call it like communism. Yeah, this is definitely sounding like communism. (laughs) Yes. Um. So that's sort of sort of what they're doing, um, and they would also hunt down merchant ships and slave ships to, um, you know, keep freeing people just like mm-hmm. they were before. <clears throat> um, and it's also said that they flew a white flag. Oh, which I that's... guess I mean I don't know if that would like spread the wrong message because it's like they are willing to fight. It seems like but... right, like they are definitely still pirates. Yeah, yeah, but I guess they flew a white flag. I don't, I don't know. So, um, and after a while, they decided that um, they needed to have like a position of power that was elected to make it more of like a democracy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it seems like it was going fine with everybody just like contributing. Right, like why, we don't but... have to introduce democracy into this. Right, right. <laughs> But whatever. They wanted to do that, I guess. Um, So they started doing that. But then James Mission, he ended up leaving. But he was, like, going to come back. Mm -hmm. But he, like, left for a little bit. And unfortunately, while he was gone, um, this colony, it was attacked. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, They were attacked and... This is this is where it gets sad. Caracholi, he was killed. No, so now they lost both of their leaders. Yeah, kind of. Um, so he was killed along with some others, and the colony sort of just disappeared. Oh no, that's not what I was expecting you to say. I know, I know. It's really sad. It's a sad ending, um, and because Caracholi like died. Um, James Mission, he never went back. He's like, 
he he's gone like why would i go back you know i mean yeah he's right but that's sad it is it's really depressing um so i tell you this whole story right mm-hmm. and now i'm gonna ask you was this story real <laughs> if you, you just bamboozled me into that whole entire story um well okay for one the only reason I'm going to say I don't think it's real is because I've never heard of this before. And yeah, I would have I, to I say you. I have a lot of knowledge on pirates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because in North so, Carolina, we do have a pirate class. But Yeah, I know. And I'm, like, so jealous of that because I didn't get the pirate class. We Yeah. Well, but. now we're doing our own pirate class. True. Called Mysteries, Myths, and Legends are pirate stories. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... This whole story of Libertatia, it was described in a book, um, which was the second edition of a general history of the robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates. Oh, wow. Um, which was written by Captain Charles Johnson and published in 1726. So, so yeah, it's in a book, um... And many scholars believe that Johnson was actually a pseudonym for the writer, um, writer and political activist um, Daniel Defoe. Oh, which you know, if he's a political activist, I can see how he wrote this story. Like, yeah, definitely, sort of, yeah. To you know, have his political views out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but many of the stories in this book, cause like, this isn't the only story in this book, right? Um, many of the stories in this book were based in truth. So there's a chance that this place did exist. Like this group of people did exist or at least, um, part of it did, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and pirates definitely spent time down there in the Comoros Islands, and near Madagascar and could have made an area over there their home base. Um, and Madagascar was actually long considered a free man's paradise. Oh, what? No way. So, so yeah, that I mean, that could definitely be part of it. Definitely. Um, and their ide- ideals were not that outlandish for pirates of the time. Because, like, a lot of pirates believed in these same type of things you know like that people like shouldn't that slaves shouldn't exist and that people should just be free and to do whatever yeah that people should be free and that work should be shared and you know community living and stuff like that um so yeah like honestly like if this didn't exist exactly and like these people like captain mission and caraccioli if they these people didn't exist then like at least their ideas did yeah so like yeah so yeah but i um i honestly love this whole idea of a pirate utopia and if i really thought about it like living on a ship and being at sea for that long and stuff i would probably actually hate it but if i really think about if i like vaguely think about it i'm like ooh, i do kind of want to be a pirate like this no for sure i would love to be a pirate (laughs) but i get really seasick so that's me too (laughs) me too so like i would hate it but (laughs) but at the same time it could be fun (laughs) 
exactly. Plus, if you just have some medicine, you'll be okay. Like in today's day, medicine, but back then, pirate. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I love that. So yeah, that's Libertalia, and I, I want to visit, but they don't exist anymore. So. Did it ever exist? Is the question. No, I do actually think that it's real. You know, I think it like exists. Whether or not those people exist, like I think the idea is definitely real. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that story. I love a good pirate. Oh, see, that just made me want to go watch Our Flag Means Death now. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, so bad. Oh, if you haven't seen that show, please go watch it, because it's just so funny. So funny. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I guess, moving along to my story this week, um, I have for you The Legend of Pugin's Porch. Oh, okay. So, I'm taking us to Charleston, South Carolina this week to a restaurant that is called Pugin's Porch. So, I actually had the opportunity to go to this restaurant a couple weeks ago. And before I say anything else, I must say, the food is big bussin', guys. This place. Really? Yeah. We got, we went for brunch and we got like almost every single thing on the brunch menu because there was a lot of us that went and it was so good it's like one of the top rated places in charleston and i definitely would agree with that statement so before i even tell you anything else definitely go to pugin's porch because the food is amazing um but also one thing you might need to know before you go is that it's very haunted so let's get on into it going back to the beginning the restaurant opened up in 1976, so that's honestly been open for a long time because it's still open today. Um, so since then, it's been considered one of the top restaurants in Charleston, and it's very well known by a lot of celebrities. Um, some of the most famous ones that I saw um, were Jim Carrey and Obama, and when I say I saw them, I they have like pictures of them and like a menu with their signatures on all over the wall. Oh my god, like Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey, Obama, so many people. Like anybody you can think of, they've been there to eat. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. It really is crazy. It really is. Because hmm. I was just like waiting for my table and I was like, oh, that's Jim Carrey. Oh, interesting. This is a lot of people that I know on this wall. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, So you may be asking, why is it called Pugin's Porch? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because that's why a little bit that? of a weird name. Um, so we're going to have to go a little bit further back in history um, to the time before this building was a restaurant. So before, the, you know, all the delicious food they have today, the building was actually a home. So literally, you have to imagine that this restaurant is a, a house in the middle of a neighborhood with all other houses in downtown oh. Charleston. It's okay. really, it's really wild. It does not look like a restaurant whatsoever. Do from they the even outside. have like parking? Oh, no. That's what I would be thinking no, about. No, no. Of course But not. there's no parking anywhere in Charleston. Yeah, okay. So you just have to, like, park in a parking deck and walk everywhere. Okay, but, know? okay, so the house, like, is it you walk inside and the walls the walls are all knocked down so it's an open space? Oh, no, no. It looks like a regular house in there. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's huh. re- it's, so it's, first of all, it's a really big house. I should have looked at the square footage, but it's very big. Um, two floors, maybe three. Definitely two, though. And it so it looks like a regular house. Like, there's no doors on the rooms, but all the rooms are just different dining rooms. And there's, like, two stairwells that go upstairs. I ate upstairs. 
And yeah, it just looks like a house that was literally turned into a restaurant. And it's oh. very old. Cool. A little creepy looking. So yeah, you should actually Google it. It's bright yellow um, on the outside. So yeah, it's pretty cute. Okay. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm look it up. Yeah, do it. So um, anyways, going back to why it's called Pugin's Porch. So this is before it was a restaurant, when it was the house. Um, the home was first originally built in 1891 and it changed owners like many times over the years between 1891 and 1976 when it became Pugin's Porch and the last known owners decided to sell the house and move you know wherever somewhere else but unfortunately they had to leave their dog behind because it wasn't technically their dog it was technically the neighborhood dog no he didn't really have an owner but he loved to stay on these people's porch. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of just like became their family dog, even though he wasn't theirs. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it breaks my heart that they couldn't okay, take I, him. I do want to um, interrupt for a second because I looked up a picture of this house, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to do a, a throwback to last episode, or I think it was last episode. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't know. When I talked about superstitions, mm-hmm. I think is it, it was blue? T- two weeks ago. Yes, the roof or the ceiling of the porch is blue. Is the <gasps> I love the that blue color. I love that. See, we had did that after I went, so I couldn't remember if it was paint blue. But I love yes, that. Yes, it is. So yeah, just That's wanted magical. to mention that. I was I was really curious because I mean, especially with that place being so haunted, kind of has to be blue. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. for the protection. We don't need any more spirits than there already are in this house. So, it does make sense that they painted it like that. But, anyways. So, that dog, as you can imagine, is um, was named Pugin. The little neighborhood dog. Mm-hmm. So, once the building was bought and turned into the restaurant, he stayed there. And he was literally the guardian of the place. He watched over the entire renovation process, turning it into a restaurant. And when they opened the doors to the public, he would greet everybody, like, very warmly. He was a very people person, dog, you know. It was very cute. The entire staff was in love with him. And he literally became, like, the dinner and the show. Because everybody who was eating there just wanted to hang out with Pugin. Oh, that's so sweet. It's so cute. Like, I go to restaurants all the time, and they have, like, little cats. I love to play with the little cats. Yes. But I can't imagine a restaurant dog. I know. Oh, so cute. But, unfortunately... Pugin did die a natural death in 1979, and so after he died, they dedicated the whole entire building to him, and so now it's known as his monument, which is also adorable, but let me tell you what, no one, absolutely no one, believes that Pugin's spirit is really gone. Mm Mm-hmm. He loved the house so much, um, obviously, and so everybody seems to believe that his spirit still lives there. People claim to feel a dog brush up against their legs while they're eating, but no dog is around. It's Pugin. People claim to hear a dog walking around, like, on the wood floors of the house. Like, it sounds like a little, you know, a little pitter-patter of his little nails clicking, but no dogs are around. So who is it? It's Pugin. Um, And people have also even claimed to see Pugin, who was a little white-haired, little scruffy, you know, the little dogs, little white dogs. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, people say they see a little white dog, but no white dog is there. So it's Pugin. Um, that's so, so oh, 
I love that. I know. I just think ghost dogs are just so sweet. We've talked about a couple before. And that mm-hmm, is sad, but mm-hmm. it's so sweet. Like, oh, yes. I just loved it so much they had to stay. I know. I love it. But the craziest part is that Pugin is not the only ghost that lives inside of Pugin's porch today. Mm-mm. There is one more definite ghost and then another possible ghost. So the most common ghost other than Pugin is the ghost of a girl named Zoe. Um, dating back to the early 1900s, a woman named Zoe St. Amanda um, lived at 72 Queen Street, which is the address of Pugin's porch. Um, and so Zoe lived with her sister Elizabeth in the house. And so Zoe was actually a local school teacher in the town. And she claimed that she had just completely given up on finding her true love. Like uh-huh. she was just like, it's not in the cards for me. So I'm just going to live with my sister for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, and most people in the town, because of this, kind of thought she was nothing more than like a spinster. And people would judge her on the clothes that she would wear. And it just kind of seems like the whole town just bullied her for no reason. <laughs> just because she didn't have a man. Which That's, is wow. not surprising, but horrible, you know? Yeah. So annoying. So um, her sister was married, but she wasn't? No, I don't think her sister was either. Oh, but they just, well, like, were really having it out for Zoe. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And people, so I said people made fun of the clothes that she, wear, she wore. And so she would wear long black dresses and thinly framed glasses. I'm like... She sounds cool to me. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I wear, honestly. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, Zoe and Elizabeth, the sister squad, they were very close. And they grew to only love each other more and kind of only hung out with each other. And eventually, this lifestyle kind of led to them being hermits for a little while. Oh. And would only keep to themselves for decades. Oh, no. That's not good. Decades. <laughs> decades. That's really bad. Yeah. And so, sadly, in 1945, Elizabeth died. And that meant that Zoe's only friend in the whole world, pretty much, was gone. And that made her become even more withdrawn and depressed. And her mental health was absolutely spiraling. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, late one night, Zoe left her house and started walking down the street, screaming out her sister's name, looking for her. You know, I guess she thought she what? was missing. I don't know. Her mental health, like, completely, it was gone. Mm-hmm, and I guess mm-hmm. she just didn't want to accept the fact that her sister was gone. So she was like, oh, she had to run away. Oh, that's so sad. It is really sad. So she's just <sighs> out on the streets screaming, looking for her sister. Obviously, neighbors heard her and came out and took her to the nearest hospital. Because what else are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And really, really, unfortunately, she spent the rest of her life in the hospital and died there. And was buried um, at a really close by cemetery to Pugin's porch. That's really sad. I know. She, like, literally died of, like, a broken heart from her sister. Right. Died. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's really sad. Really sad. But it is widely believed that Zoe's spirit still haunts the home that is today Pugin's porch. Um, people say that she is still searching for her sister, which is really heartbreaking. And so one thing that people say, though, is that it's they find it strange that somebody who was a complete like hermit while living like in life would be staying at somewhere that's like extremely crowded all the time and the answer that they kind of give for that is that 
Like, the love that she has for finding her sister, like, outweighs however much she didn't like other people. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, oh, the sister love is giving Frozen. Like, it's so Yes. Cute. Oh, my gosh. Yes, definitely Frozen. That's... Right. Uh... It's just so sad, so, though. Yeah. But, anyways, staff members and guests both have claimed to see her ghost wandering around the house. So, most people actually who see her, they don't realize at first that they are seeing a ghost. They think it's just a woman, you know? Because <laughs> that place, while it is a house, very close quarters, very tight, honestly, because it is, in fact, a house. And it's always packed. Like, reservations need to be made days and days in advance to eat there. That's how busy and packed this place is. So, you know, that people, you see a woman in a long black dress and glasses, you're like, oh, it's just another customer. Until... You take a walk around the house and you're looking at all the pictures and stuff. And there's not only the celebrity signatures on the walls, but there's also pictures of everybody who's lived in the house, Pugin, all this stuff. So people will see her in real life standing in the house and then go look at the pictures and be like, oh, my God, that's who I saw earlier standing (sighs) in the diner or like in the hallway or wherever. So that's crazy. Okay. If that happened to me, I would like... (laughs) freak out and be like oh um, my god i saw that woman like I would right over there my mind if that happened to me like oh can you imagine oh goodness Mm-mm. um so not only have people seen her while being in the restaurant but reports have came in from the hotel that is across the street from Pugin's porch um of people calling who are absolutely completely unaware of the house's history and like it being haunted at all. And they claim to see a woman in a long black dress standing in the top floor window. And so these people, as I said, they don't know about Zoe. They don't know anything spooky. And they're actually calling because most times that this happens, the restaurant is closed and nobody seems to be there. So people who are staying at the hotel they think that it's a woman, like, who got locked in the building after it closed. Oh, oh my god! And they're gosh. like, oh, they call the police. They're like, hey, there's somebody, like, in Pugin's porch, and they're stuck mm-hmm. in there. So the police get called out. They go, and absolutely nobody's in the house. <gasps> because it was Zoe, the ghost. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, that just sent chills down my spine. Yeah, I... Like, I just feel like that's so much more real. Like, not only are you seeing it in the house, but also across the street. When you yes. probably don't know what's going on at all. Like, Exactly. Ooh. Oh my gosh. That's so creepy. And I feel like ghosts that, you know, look like a real person mm-hmm. are more real. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. stories where they look like a real person. Exactly. I think you sent me a TikTok actually a couple mm-hmm, days ago mm-hmm. where we were talking about how like the typical ghost image of like ghosts floating like without legs, like they're not actually walking kind of was developed when cameras and like movies came out yeah like the image of them being like transparent yeah yeah Yeah. so i feel like stories where they're like oh it looked like a regular person that's way more believable because that's probably could be a real ghost you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. spooky so anyways the owner of pugin's porch um bobby ball she has had her own experiences with zoe so there was this one specific night she was closing up the restaurant for the evening and Bobby was, like, trying to set the alarm when she was startled all of a sudden because one of the wooden stools suddenly knocked over to the ground 
and she was the only person in there. Like, like I said, she was about to set the alarm to leave. And all of a sudden, this stool falls over, slams on the ground. And then the door opened. And then, like, just imagine the door slowly creeping open and then violently, loudly slamming closed. So that happened. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Needless like to say, she ran out of there. Closed. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, horrifying. Um, and so not only has um, Bobby experienced stuff, other um, like chefs who are even there like when there are no customers, like daytime morning chefs preparing the food. Um, I didn't get his name, but one of like the main chefs, he said that he was there one morning. It was still early. Nobody was there except for him. And he was making some coffee and he had just poured himself a hot cup of it when he heard a knock at the back door and it was a delivery from like the food people like they're like here's some food or whatever so the chef put his coffee down on his stool and then went to the back to let the guy in and get the delivery and when he came back to grab his cup coffee the cup was gone mysteriously no. gone and they he stole like, his coffee yeah literally literally he was like um you know, it is early in the morning. Maybe I'm still half asleep. Maybe I put it somewhere else. Maybe I carried it back with me. You know, I would do that. But yeah, um, he actually um, didn't find his coffee. So he was like, you know, maybe I just put it somewhere and I don't remember where it is. You know, typical, yeah. typical, whatever. Mm-hmm, um, so mm-hmm. he just decided to make another cup. He was like, whatever. Okay. Don't have time to look for it. I'll just make another one. Um, and so he made it, went about his day, drank it. And, you know, he was just doing whatever he needed to do for his job. A little bit later, he comes back into the kitchen where his stool is. And his original cup was there because he had the other cup in his hand. So his original cup reappeared in the same spot that he had first put it down. But the difference was that cup was completely empty of coffee. I knew knew you were going to say that. So, like, they drank the coffee. Mm -hmm. And not only did they drink the coffee, but there was also... A lipstick mark on the cup. <gasps> no, not a lipstick mark. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the chef was like, I guess Zoe's just a fan of my coffee. You know, she likes the way I make it. Yeah. They take yeah, it as I a joke because so. she's not really, she's not evil at all. She just, you know, just chilling, looking for her sister, doing, you know, drinking some coffee, you know? Yeah. Living her life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so another story that they say goes with Zoe is a waitress was cleaning up after her shift. And she just had this feeling that something was behind her. She couldn't shake it. She was like, somebody is behind me. She kept turning around, but nobody was there. And, but she just like could not shake the feeling. She went to other rooms, still felt like she was being watched and that somebody was right behind her. So she continues cleaning and she passes the bathroom and happens to look into a mirror and was immediately startled because not only did she see her in the mirror like her own self but she also saw an old woman wearing thin glasses standing behind her in the mirror oh my god but when she turned I around would, nobody was there i was like freak that, out. that sounds like a horror movie to me oh my goodness yes oh my gosh i would be just constantly just on edge no. if, if, I, if there's somebody behind you like oh my god Ooh. Oh, I don't like that one at all. Because, like, like, that's, like, the worst part of horror movies for me, when they look into the mirror and something's behind them, but then it's not actually there. Yes. Ooh. Can you imagine working here? I cannot. I would have quit. I would have quit. <laughs> Same. That would have been my last day. Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So, 
one more little story from Zoe. This is from another waitress who worked there. Um, and so she was a part-time waitress. Um, and she was also the pastry chef. And basically this place is known for its biscuits and gravy. That's like one of their popular items. And so they have to come in like really early and sometimes even the night before to like pre-make the biscuits. So they have enough for the Mm -hmm. next day and stuff. Okay. So, you know, she was just baking her little biscuits, listening to the radio. Typical. When she, and she was the only person there. She was just there to get the, get her stuff situated for the next day and then leave. And so she's just chilling, making biscuits, listening to the radio when she hears this ruckus upstairs. And it was so loud. She couldn't determine what it was, but it was so loud that it was like louder than her radio. And she was like, okay, I need to go see what's going on. But she was scared, obviously. But she was like, got to go up there anyway, because it could be, I mean, Charleston is crazy. You know, people be walking the streets at all hours of the day. It could be a random person. But I don't think that's what she was thinking because she already knew the stories of this place, you know. Yes. But like, uh, with all the bravery, I guess, she had in her, <laughs> she went up to the top floor and she, it says that she took a very deep breath because obviously. <laughs> and she searched upstairs, all of it, all of it. Nobody was up there. Nothing could be found that could have been making that noise. Nothing was on the floor. Nothing was out of place at all. So literally, what was that noise, you know? But she couldn't find what it was, so she went back down to the kitchen and continued, you know, making her business and getting her job done. And after a little bit of time had passed when nothing else had been happening, she was like, okay, I'll turn the radio back on. Maybe it was something on the radio, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But after only a few songs being on the radio, one of her favorite songs came on. And so she began singing out loud, out loud, you know, that's what I would do. I would have been singing the whole time. Um, so she's just singing her song and all of a sudden she hears another voice singing (gasps) with her and it's not coming from the radio. Mm -mm. Oh God, the shivers that just went down my spine. (sighs) So she turned around expecting to find one of her coworkers, you know, possibly paying a trick on her. Like that's honestly a pretty good trick. I would pull that on somebody. But nobody was there. The alarm had been set and it was not going off. So nobody had came in from outside. She already checked the upstairs. Nobody was up there. And she checked it again. Nobody else was there. It was just her. I hate all of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she told the sta- other staff members, like, when she showed up for her next shift. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's Zoe. She loves to sing. And I'm like, oh, no. I mean, like, that's so sweet because she's really not mean, but, like, that is horrifying. And I have actually experienced a ghost singing um, when I was in a house one time, and that was the scariest thing I've ever experienced, I would say. Really? Oh, my gosh. We were, I think I talked about it. It was in the Bellamy Mansion. I don't know what episode that was. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Oh, It was horrifying. So I, but I was with a group of people, so I didn't feel that unsafe. I can't imagine if that happened to me and I was the only person in the building. Like I I would have been gone. The biscuits would just had to be made the next day. Or just not at all. Yep. Because I'm I'm never making no more biscuits there. Nope. (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, that's the story of Zoe's little ghost. You know, she's very busy. 
I would say. And so some sources that I found mention a ghost of a man, but honestly, other than just seeing a man, that's kind of the only thing I could find. Couldn't really find out who he even was. So is that one even true? I don't know. But there's definitely Pugin and definitely Zoe there. And that's known for a fact. So now getting to my personal experience here. Like I said, I went for brunch around 1 p.m. a couple weekends ago, and it was so busy. I cannot even begin to describe to you how busy it was. When we sat down, we went, we ate upstairs in the back room, like the back main room. And it was so loud in there from how many people were in there that we couldn't even hear each other talk at the same table. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Like that's, it was that busy. It was really really crazy i mean it seems like a really popular place and it is it's like it good is. food and it's kind of cool because it's a house and yeah. it's haunted so it's just got it's got a lot going for it it, it definitely does it definitely does and it's funny because like the first couple times i went to charleston i literally could not get a reservation here because that's how busy it was oh wow so like yeah. third time's a charm for me i guess but yeah yeah the house was so old that you could just like feel how old it was and it's kind of the same like all of Charleston just feels really old, but very, just very, I don't know. The vibes are just like you're stepping back in time when you walk in there. Um, but I was like so overstimulated because of how many people there were and how loud it was that the energy felt insane. But I think it felt insane <laughs> just because of how overstimulating it was. So couldn't yeah. really feel if it felt heavy. Dina went and she said that it felt weird in there. So... I don't know what was going on, if it was just anxiety, <laughs> but that was a little weird. But unfortunately, I did not see or experience any ghostly things, and I was um, really sad about that. Well, it's honestly, it's probably because there's so much going on. That's what I was going say. It's so crowded. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did end up going to the bathroom on the first and second floor because I just wanted to see what they look like and see, you know, I was like, Pugin. Zoe, because I didn't know yeah. about the story before I went. And yeah, nothing happened, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it was really some of the best food I ever had in my life. So definitely recommend. But yeah, that is The Legend of Pugin's Porch. Wow. Mm-hmm. I see, I'm jealous. I want to go. I know. We no, have to we go, go again. We, yeah. And we oh, should, yeah. I would definitely go again. Oh, and one other funny thing the staff that was working, they have these shirts and it's like biscuits and gravy, shrimp and grits, something and something, and ghost. That's like their oh, merch. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Which I love. They're, they're like all about the ghosts. Yes, they are. Because that's what a lot of people come there for, honestly. Because, I mean, the yeah. whole restaurant is named after a ghost dog. I feel like that's so unique, you know? Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and even awesome. if you don't even believe in ghosts, when you look up the place, like, it, they have the story on their website. So, like, it's almost impossible for you to not know the story. Mm-hmm. At least of mm-hmm. Pugin, maybe not of Zoe. But, yeah. Absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Spooky magooks. That's so awesome. Right? I kind of would want to work there if I lived in Charleston, just so I could see if anything would happen to me. I guess, yeah. But I one mean, thing I happens th- to me, and I'm out. Right. I, I was going to say, I keep <laughs> saying that I would quit immediately, and I probably would. But, like, I think that's probably, like, the main way you can get experiences yeah. is working there. Because, like you said, like, it's so busy all the time. The ghosts aren't going to come out when there's people around. Exactly. Like, you need to be there after hours, cleaning up. And they probably get more comfortable with you, like, if they're seeing you every single day. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Or, on another note, like, maybe the ghosts, like, are out when there's a bunch of people, but it's harder to tell because there's just so much going on. That's a really good point. You know? And also, I, to be fair, saw a lot of people there, and I don't know if I saw Zoe. (laughs) See? Because I don't even know if I was looking at people's eyes. You know, that's how... It was very overstimulating when I went. Yeah. But it was crazy. So, yeah, definitely go look at our Instagram to see pictures from this week. Um, Pugin will be featured, of course. Yes, and my story, I I don't know. Some we'll pirates, post a picture of a pirate. <laughs> yeah, <Blackbeard>. some pirates. <laughs> and um, just a, a ship. In well, the actually, there might be pictures from the book that this story is from. Oh, so. yeah, true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So yeah, um, I do want to see. Okay, this whole like past few minutes, I've heard a lawnmower going in the background, and I just oh. really wanted to apologize if anybody can hear that. So That's okay. Well, for me personally, I didn't hear it, but <laughs> okay, know. perfect. So um, forget I said anything, yeah, but I just wanted to keep it for the end for anybody who's listening at the end. Exactly. Shout out to everybody who listens to the end of the episodes. Y'all yeah. are the best. But definitely go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But other than that, I don't really have anything else for you guys this week. What about you, Savannah? That wraps it up. Okay, well, happy birthday, Dina. And I guess we will see you guys next week. Okay, cue the music.